0: From Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Well, we're talking about a great evil befalling all the inhabitants of the land. We see in Revelation 13, there's the beast that comes up out of the sea. Seven heads, ten horns, and ten crowns upon his head. We also see there's another beast that ascends out of the earth, the false prophet. And at the time, this causes great travail upon the church as well as israel and the last great day of the lord and that nation will be birthed at once in one day however the church the woman in revelation 12 is clothed with the sun the moon, and moon under feet upon a head a crown of 12 stars that's the church because we see that uh, that they are the ones that keep the commandments of god the remnant of her seed the church, that keep the commandments of God. Those are not national Israel, but the church, the individual church members that love God, keep his commandments. And uh, they have something else. And they have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. That spirit of prophecy is given to us, the church of the living God, that we will know those things which must shortly come to pass. It's the words of the book of this prophecy that we must keep and be blessed. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, since signified it by his angel unto John. John, in the spirit of Elijah, we see in Revelation 10, Seven thunders out of their voices. John was about to write, and he said, write it not. You have to take it out of the angel's hand in the little book, the biblio God has compacted that book from Genesis to Revelation to where we can eat all of it, all truth. The new thing that we must be, take and drink the new wine, being put into new wine vessels, New wineskins. Thereby both will be preserved. So we're going from Pentecost into this last day, season of God. Tabernacles. Not Pentecostals anymore. Tabernacles. Jesus spoke of another day, just as Paul stated in Hebrews 4. There remaineth the rest of the people of God. If Jesus had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day. He did speak of another day. It's so straight gate, and narrow way that leadeth unto life that few there be that find it. And Paul states there, Take heed lest a promise slip any of you. You should seem to come short of entering to his rest. For well, there remaineth the rest of the people of God an eternal Shabbat an eternal Sabbath, an eternal rest. If Jesus had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day. Some will say, that's Joshua, and yes, it is. But Jesus did speak of another day, and he spoke about a time, a season. He said, the time is coming, and now is. That's a preceding word. That man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And out of that word is a proceeding word, not just the letter of the word, but the letter that that killeth, but the spirit giveth life. We have to know the present truth of the word and walk in it, walking in the light as he, Jesus, is in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another. That's blood flow within the body of Christ where there is life. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. That is a minute by minute cleansing if we walk in the light as he's in the light, the preceding word. So we cannot be at ease in Zion. We must be pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But we want to be aware that tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. Experience worketh hope. Hope oh, make not ashamed, shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. In Revelation 13, we see that beast, which is a governmental beast coming up out of the sea, the multitude of kings and nations and tongues, having seven heads and ten horns and ten crowns upon his heads. And there we see that there is that beast of a conglomerate of nations. When we see that beast coming up out of the sea, then we that are in the truth will know it. The wise shall understand. The wicked cannot understand these things. And we see there's going to be another beast rise up out of the earth. That's a false prophet. We're focusing on Revelation 13 and John stating stating that he stands upon the sand of the sea. And saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns and upon his horns ten crowns now in revelation 12 we saw that the old dragon serpent the scorpion a great red dragon having seven heads ten horns and seven crowns upon his head there's a difference there now we know that the horns are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, and will receive it with the beast, and the three will fall, and one will come up, which will be the son of perdition, the man of sin, who opposeth all that is God or that is worshipped, so that he as God setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, the son of perdition, the man of sin. Now we see in Revelation 13 that this is a conglomerate of nations. We see that also in Daniel 7 about the lion, bear, and the leopard. But this beast will have a conglomeration of all of that. It is uh, that beast which has his feet were, it was like a leopard, his feet was like the feet of a bear, and his mouth is the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, his seat, and great authority. Now, out of that will come the antichrist the man of sin this is a conglomerate of nations there in verse we see in coming up out of the earth we're going to see and another beast rise up out of the earth and we're going to see that that is the false prophet and another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb. A power like a lamb. But he spake as a dragon. That's what will give him away. And he does great wonders. It's the false prophet doing great wonders. Signs, miracles, and lying wonders. Now, we're focusing on that beast, those nations of uh, that will be gathered together. Now, Jeremiah was a prophet to the nations. And... Jeremiah was ordained to be a prophet before he was conceived in his mother's womb. And was brought forth, and the first thing that Jeremiah sees is a rod of an almond tree. What seest thou, Jeremiah? I see a rod of an almond tree, and the face thereof is toward the north. Now the face is always the glory. God has shown forth his glory in the face of, of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So therefore, we need to take the more earnest heed for these exceedingly great and precious promises given to us that we might be made protectors of His divine nature and escape the corruption of the world through lust. That is not the rapture that is coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and these things in all truth in the new thing that God is doing, the new wine and new wineskins that we must be as vessels unto honor, meet for the master's use. That's the work of the ministry. We're all called for that. Jeremiah sees a rod of an almond tree. That's the first vision. Because a rod is a rod of sin Jesse. It's Jesus Christ. It's Christ in us. The body of Christ, the hope of glory. Then he says, now, second vision, what seest thou, Jeremiah? Well, I see a seething pot, and the face thereof is toward the north. Now, face again is the glory, but this is not in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is toward the north, and he tells Jeremiah what will happen. Now, first of all, he gives us the power. He seals us. That's apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7 sealing the servants of God in their forehead before you hurt the earth, the sea, and the trees. The land, sea, and the trees, you're sealed. And those that are sealed were 144,000 of each of the 12 tribes of Israel. 12 is the perfect government of God. And 144 was written in R-M-D, R-100, D R one hundred M forty. D for thousand. thousand. is perfected glory as we see in Psalm 8, Canticles 8. Solomon hath a vineyard in Baal Haman. That's not Pentecost. That is the, the Temple of Solomon dedicated in Tishri, Ethnim, the seventh month. Then we know that Moses' tabernacle was dedicated in Passover, the first month, the be Nisan. But A long time elapsed, and then we come to the seventh month, Tishri. That's when, even though Solomon's Temple was completed in bull, then still it was dedicated in the seventh month, Tishri, Ethna'im. And uh, that Solomon's Temple, there we come to that fir floor and the walls in the Most Holy Place. That's dedicated in Tishri, seventh month. lets us see that we're in not the Pentecostal season, not in the Feast of Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, or Feast of Weeks in Pentecost. We've gone on unto a new season, the Season of Tabernacles, which contains three feasts the Feast of Trumpets, the Rosh Hashanah, and the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. And then the feast of tabernacles, the feast of sevens, the feast of prophecy, the feast of all feasts. Before then, there will be a great travail upon the church. We see that in Revelation twelve. A great wonder in heaven: a woman clothed with the sun, a moon under feet, upon her head a crown of twelve stars. She cried, travailing in pain to be delivered. These are sorrows birth pains, the real true church of the living God that are walking in the light as he's in the light will know these times and will have the understanding of the times just as Ephraim did. The wise shall understand these things, Daniel 12. But the wicked cannot understand. These things are the things of faith. They mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, the abominations of the earth, she says, I set a queen. I am no widow. The false church says, and I will see no sorrow, no birth pains, no tribulation, and certainly no great tribulation. Well, God said, uh, there's a sifting going on among the nations. He will come in and sift all the house of Israel, and not the least grain will fall to the ground. God will lose none of his that are in him walking in the light, as he's in the light. But he goes on and says in Amos 9.10, But I will destroy all the sinners of my people, God's people, by the sword, which say, no evil shall prevent nor overtake us. That we're not going to have any tribulation, and certainly not any great tribulation, where the word of God states differently. Revelation 13, he goes on and says there that this beast, this conglomerate of nations, that we will be hated of all nations for his namesake, will be against Christ as an antichrist. Then there will be a man of sin come out of there because three horns will fall, three kings will fall, and one will come up the little horn, speaking great things against the, the holy covenant. Notice that it was given unto him, this nations, these conglomerate of nations, that come out of the north, and that's what we're going to focus on today. It was given unto him to make war with the saints, not national Israel, the saints of the living God, those that are sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body, the church, to make war with the saints, and to overcome them, he will practice and uh, just cast truth to the ground. He won't destroy it, but he'll cast truth to the ground. And it says, and power was given unto him, this conglomerate of nations, the beast, over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. We say that in Daniel seven twenty one. Now, we're going to see and look at Jeremiah. All that dwell on the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life, and the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear to hear, let him hear. This is the the truth, the proceeding word of God in truth for this time, for this season. Not Pentecost, but tabernacles. And it says, He that leads into captivity, he that leads you into captivity will go into captivity. He that kills with a sword, now some of us will be put to death, dealing our testimony with our own blood. And those that kill with the sword must be killed with the sword, the sword of God Almighty. Notice it says, Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. This is not national Israel. This is the church of the living God. Now we need to see that what is this conglomerate of nations? Well, Jeremiah the first vision he sees what do you see, Jeremiah? I see a rod of an almond tree. Thou hast well seen, God said, I will hasten my word to perform it. The preceding word of God. And that R- that rod is a reed like unto a rod. It's the stem of Jesse. It's Christ, and uh, it Luss was first Bethel was first called Luss almond. So this is a rod of the church. that we see, in these last days, in Revelation 11:1, that John said there was a reed like unto a rod given unto me. Jeremiah sees He said. Uh, God said, I will hasten my word to perform it. That is, that is determined will be done. Well, there's a reed like unto a rod given unto me, John says Revelation 11:1, saying, Rise, measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court which is without, leave that measure not, for it's given to the Gentiles. Well, why? Because the rod of God is not upon the head of the wicked only upon the righteous. And if any be without chastisement, of which all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Now the measuring is being done now. Measure the temple of God. What? Know ye not that we, our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, we're not our own, we're bought with a price, that will be measured. And the altar, that's not just a prayer light, but it's doing the will of God, presenting our bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind. That will be measured of whether we're doing the will of God or not. And them that worship therein. The final step in the measurement is the true worshipers. Must worship God in spirit and in truth. Many worship God in spirit, but do not have the preceding word of God in truth in the present light of the word walking in the light as he is in the light. And then, and only then do we have blood flow among the body of Christ fellowship one with another and uh, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. That cleansing is uh, predicated upon us walking in the light as he is in the light. We have to be in the present truth because man lives by every word That proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's present truth. Now there's prophets of Baal. There are many false prophets that's entered into the world. They prophesy peace. They will have nothing to do with tribulation or trouble, or especially great tribulation. They're mystery of Babylon. They said, we set a queen, we are no widow. We will see no sorrow, no birth pains. We will not have any tribulation or trouble. God said, I'll destroy all of them by my sword, which say no evil shall prevent nor overtake us. No trouble, no tribulation. Amos 9.10. So it is essential for salvation to walk in the light as he's in the light. By doing so, then we're measured, and then he gives power. That's the rod. There's the rod of the stem of Jesse. There's a rod of an almond tree. That's a rod of the priesthood of which we are all called for to be kings and priests of the Lord our God. Not an embryonic church in Acts 2, simply having the Holy Ghost, but obeying it unto sanctification, both spirit, soul, and body, unto the full measure of Jesus Christ. And that's what's happening now. Focusing on this beast, this political system conglomerate of nations, the seven head, ten horns, and seven crowns upon his horn that we see in Revelation 13. He gets his power, this whole political system, gets his power from the dragon, gives him his seat and great authority, and out of it will come the man of sin, the son of perdition, of which three horns will fall, one will come up. Daniel tells us that. Now, as we focus on the second vision of Jeremiah, what seeest thou, Jeremiah? I see a seething pot in the face, the face of it, the glory of it. The essence of it is toward the north. Then he goes on and tells us what that is in Jeremiah 1.14. A seething pot is a boiling pot. It's going to boil out the dross and we'll be pure silver. If it does not, we will be called reprobate silver because we did not cleanse ourselves from all superfluity of the flesh, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And he says here, that seething pot is toward the north. That's the boiling pot. That's what God is going to use to purify the sons of Levi, the church of the living God. And he tells us in verse 14. Then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north, an evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the land. Notice what it says there. And verse 15. For lo, God said, I will call all the families of the kingdoms of the north. There's the bear the lion, bear, and leopard that we read about of that political system, conglomerate of nations, not just one nation, not just Russia, not Meshach and the Prince of Tuval, but it be all of the conglomerate of the nations, and we will be hated of all nations for his name's sake. That is the beast that ascendeth out of the sea. And it says they shall come and they shall set every one his throne at the entering in of the gates of Jerusalem. Now, the church, the Jerusalem which is above, is the mother of us all. And against all the walls thereof, that's the walls of salvation. That's the cedar work. Against the walls, well, the walls and the streets will be built again, even in troublous times. Daniel nine twenty four. And that's the time when he seals up the vision and the prophecy. What vision? The vision given to Daniel of what will befall all the people in the last days. For a stone will be hewn out of a mountain without hands. Smite the image in the beast, that, that in the feet of that beast, that has a head of gold, a breast and arms of silver, loins of brass, legs of iron, and feet of iron, mire, clay. That's the man. That has a number, 600, three score and six, z stigma, which is, Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh. 600 is Christ. Z, X, I, is written as a serpent called a strike in rebellion is against Christ. And stigma is flesh. And the former, the meaning of stigma was the, the flesh. And that is Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh. Key Z stigma, six hundred three three score and six. That's a number of the beast. It's a number of a man. And that man is uh, at Babylon, Media, Persia, Greece, and Rome. And uh, that feet of iron and miry clay, as we see, it's a conglomerate of nations in the last days. It's out of the north. And God said that he would be against all the walls thereof, the walls of salvation. Some have daubed their walls, the walls of salvation, with untempered mortar. It had been to the fire of the Holy Ghost, and it will fall. We have to have tempered mortar. We have to have that through the fanning of the Holy Ghost to truly purge our floor. Sanctification. That's a boiling pot where... All the dross of the silver will be purged out and come to full measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. Jesus says that it's against all the gates of the, the city and against all the walls thereof. We're the city of the living God, the church and assembly of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven and against all the cities of Judah as well as the Jew. So it's against all that is called God or that is worship. Christian, as well as Jews, Israel, the nation Israel. And not only that, all that is called God is going to be against uh, the Allah. It's going to be against the Islam. It's going to be against uh, Buddha. It's going to be against everything that is called God or that is worship but expressly against the church of the living God. As we go on and see there about this north, that it is a conglomerate of nations, its kingdoms out of the north. You'll see also there in Jeremiah 3 and verse 18. And in those days, the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel, and they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given for an inheritance unto your fathers, letting us know that not only the nation of Israel will stand, but also the church will come through and have eternal salvation. The nation Israel will go into a millennial reign. The church will rule as kings and priests with our Lord, during that thousand-year millennial reign. We see that also in the, that northern army, in conglomerate of nations, again, the Antichrist of Revelation 13, we see it again in Revelation 6. Jeremiah t- taking this again, O you children of Benjamin, gather yourselves to flee out of the midst of Jerusalem. Blow the trumpet in Tekoa, and set up a sign of fire in beth For why? Evil appears out of the north and a great destruction. This we'll see is the sword of the Lord. And he goes on and says it's out of the north. Look at Jeremiah six twenty-two. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold a people comes from the north, from the north country. And a great nation shall be raised from the sides of the earth. What is it? They shall lay hold upon the bow and the spear. They are cruel. They have no mercy. Their voice roareth like the sea. They ride upon horses Set in array as men for war against you, O daughter of Zion, against not only the nation of Israel, but the church as well. Notice, we have heard the fame thereof, our hands wax feeble. Anguish hath taken hold of us as pain of a woman in travail. This is sorrows. Mr. Babylon, the first church, says, The false church says we will have and see no sorrow that has no birth pains on us. We're already a queen. We have already overcome. But the final truth is that there will be an Antichrist with no pre-tribulation rapture that will come against the saints, not national Israel, but against the saints of the living God, those that that are sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body. We'll also see in Jeremiah 10. Take a look at uh, verse 22. Behold, the noise of the brute is come, and a great commotion out of the north country. There's that conglomeration of nations again. There is the political system in that day, which is now being formed to make the cities of Judah desolate and a den of dragons. This is the great wonder in heaven where the church, the church of the living God, will go into travail to bring forth the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus. We've been taught that there is no cross. We have a cross as Christianity. And you're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his name's sake. In 1 Peter 4, 1, it tells us what the mind of Christ is. And that is that we are made in the fellowship of of his sufferings, that know him in the fellowship of suffering. For if we suffer with him, we will reign with him and be a joint heir with Jesus, heirs of Christ and joint heirs. Then if it be that we suffer with him, but we've taken the cross out and replaced it with a money gospel of prosperity. But the ones that do know their God, they will hear the word and they will stand in truth. Going up into Jesus in all things, in all truth, in the new thing, with the new wine, making themselves new wineskins, vessels meet for the master's use. God has told us in 1 Peter 4.1, for as much then, Peter stayed speaking, for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, that's what he did in the days of his flesh, making the captain of our salvation perfect, through sufferings, having learned obedience to the things which he suffered. Well, how about us, the body of Christ? If they've done it to our master, they'll do it to us. Jesus said so. If you were of the world, the world would love you. But you're not of the world, therefore the world will hate you. It hated me first, Jesus said, therefore it will hate you. You will be hated of this conglomerate of nations. You'll be hated of this political system. You'll be hated of all these nations out of the north. Well, why out of the north? Because it's a north wind. And out of the north proceeds uh, snow, winter, foul weather, tribulation. And that's what he says in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath days. For then shall be a time of great tribulation, such as never was a nation, no, nor ever shall be again. And except those days be shortened, there would be no flesh that would be saved, but for the elect, the church, the election, the ecclesia. Those days are shortened. Notice here again, in uh, that in Jeremiah ten and twenty-two. He says uh, that noise of the brute comes out of the northern country, out of the north, to make the cities of Judah desolate. And we look again, Jeremiah 13 20 again. It tells us about a woman in travail. Now, in Isaiah 66, the nation Israel will be in travail before, before she even travails. Before her pain even comes, she'll be delivered of her children. For as soon as Zion, the nation Israel, travailed, she brought forth her children. But the church is bringing forth a man child, caught up to God and to his throne. These are the ones that keep the commandments of God, Revelation 12. It's the remnant of her seed. The Pentecostals that do not go on into the new truth, the new wine, the new thing that God is doing, not revival, but a new thing. They will not be sealed. This is the new season, and you can't build a grove upon the old season of Pentecost. We have to march on into and walk in the light as he's in the light. By doing so, We'll be protectors of His divine nature, and we will escape the corruption of the world through lust. This is, for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, that is the mind of Christ. Let us that likewise be, thus minded, the mind of Christ. For he that has suffered in the flesh, has ceased from sin. It requires sufferings. It requires. Uh, the tribulation that worketh patience, patience that works experience, and experience that works hope. How do you cease from sin? It's through the suffering in the flesh. There he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So we see here in Jeremiah 13 and verse 20, Lift up your eyes and behold, and them that come from the north, There's a conglomerate of nations again. That's a political system of the beast. Where is the flock that was given thee, thy beautiful flock? What wilt thou say when he shall punish you? For you have taught them to be captains, and as chief over you shall not sorrows take hold of you as a woman in travail. That is not only for the nation of Israel in one day, for in one day a nation shall be birthed at once, the nation of Israel, not May the 14th, 1948, a time when all the nations of the earth will serve and be blessed in Jerusalem, in Israel. To the promise given to Abraham. I'll make of you a great nation, Genesis 12. Not the church, the nation. All the nations of the earth will be blessed in Israel. When Jesus, after his passion was seen alive, after 40 days, before he ascended to heaven, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time again restore the kingdom to Israel? Are you going to set Israel up, the nation, to rule over all the earth, all nations being blessed in Israel? And Jesus did not say no or yes. He said, it's not given for you to know the times and seasons that God has placed in his own power. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. It's not time yet. We're going to have a dispensation of grace. We're going to have the church age, which will provoke nation Israel to jealousy. And then the nation of Israel will be saved in one day after the fullness of the Gentiles become in and the last soul is saved and the Gentiles, then he will turn, God will turn his focus to Israel. In one day, a nation will be brought forth at once. For as soon, soon as Zion travail, she brought forth her children. There we see that it applies not only to the nation of Israel, but also to the church because she will bring forth through travail and much sorrow, a man-child cut up to God and to his throne. These are the ones that keep the testimony, that keep the commands of God and have the testimony of Jesus. They have the faith that was once delivered to the saints. We see that in Revelation 12. We see it also, those that are redeemed in uh, Revelation 14, 12, these are the redeemed that keep the commandments of God. They love God, keep his commandments, not national Israel, not the nation Israel, but the church that love him, keep his commandments, and they have the faith of Jesus. That's Revelation 14, 12. What's the faith of Jesus? The testimony of Jesus. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints, that is faith as the substance of things hope for death, that things hope for the evidence of things not seen. It is a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto us servants things, the things of faith. That's the testimony of Jesus. And without the spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus, we can't understand the words of the book of this prophecy, which is the final full consummation of all things with the church, growing up into Jesus in all things and all truth, growing up in him in all things that were not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. He says there that this has come over us. And it says, as shall not sorrows take hold of you as a woman in travail. That's out of the north. That's your revelation 13. So what brings forth the Christ in us unto full glory? Sufferings for Jesus. Partakers of his sufferings that will be partaker of that consolation. That is no other way that the sorrows, the birth pangs is through this conglomerate of nations. It's the beast. It brings forth travail upon the church, and in one day, before Israel even begins to sorrow, before she even begins to pain, Isaiah 66, she brings forth that nation at once. Shall a nation be brought forth at once in one day? Yes, Israel will, and at that time, all the nations, not just the nation Israel now, that about Uh, a small about the size of New Jersey and all the other nations there and the Iranian proxy hating and want to destroy the Jew. All of them will be blessed in Israel, Babylon, Assyria, Egypt, all will come and worship the Lord each month. And when nation of Israel reigns and rules in the earth, And they will come up each month, for the Lord will be there. Jehovah Shammah. There we see again that in Jeremiah, we see in Jeremiah 16. Well, no, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 46 and verse 19. And it says, O thou daughter dwelling in Egypt, Furnish thyself to go into captivity, for Noth shall be waste and desolate without an inhabitant. Egypt is like a very fair heifer, but destruction cometh, it cometh out of the north. That political nation, that conglomerate of nations, that political system that will rule over all kindreds, nations, and tongues. And it says that day of the calamity has come upon all them and the time of their visitation we see that the voice thereof shall go like a serpent for they shall march with an army and come against her with axes and hewers of wood we'll see at this time that it'll famish and come against all that is called God or that is worship. And the Antichrist will come out of her. We see again that the good news is that God will bring up his people after this. Out of the land of the north. South, east, and west, whithersoever he had driven them. Because the body of Christ will be scattered upon the earth. Just as it was in the former reign. There abode at Jerusalem, only the apostles. For all the saints were scattered abroad, went everywhere, preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. The same will happen in the latter rain, except to a far greater degree and a vast difference in the way that the Lord's judgment be manifest as instruments of judgment, which honor have all the saints. Psalm 149 to bind their kings and chains, their nobles and fetters of iron. This honor have all the saints that render the vengeance uh, uh, and the judgments written. This honor have all the saints of the living God. That's not the nation Israel. That's the church. And uh, God is preparing that now. It's very, it's essential that we understand the the work of the ministry, that we can lift up, spare not, show the people their sin, him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. If we breach the word, then if we breach the word, a serpent will bite us immediately. If we break down the wall, a bear will meet us. This is the beast of the conglomerate of nations, the political system that will set in array against the body of Christ. Here, we're preparing for it now to make ourselves priest chambers to enter in. That's through the word of God. So we'd love to hear from you. And you can join us here on the podcast daily as Sealing God's People, as well as join us on our website. If you are a minister or you're a believer and you are one God, you have the revelation that Jesus is the Father of glory, you'll be asked one question. Go to JCIC.TV. It's our private website where we go into the depth of the word. It's free. Cost you nothing. And you'll be given a username and a password. Join me there at 2 o'clock daily, except on Sunday. Six days a week at 2 o'clock. Monday through Saturday at 2 o'clock, where we go into the depth of the word and allow you to comment and ask questions. All you have to do is simply register, and it's free. Again, that's www.jcic. TV. We'd love to see you there. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Little Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.